What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram, Sports. TikTok, Immaculate Sports. Episode 21, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, <laughs> he saw the shadow. He did. Yeah. Puxatani Phil thought. But you know what, Britt? 39% of the time he's wrong. So I don't know if I can trust this little rascal. <laughs> Uh, it's a groundhog. How did that tradition even start? Like, who, who uh, think Bill Murray? Know? It was his idea. Really? No, kidding. Okay. Anyways, it's a Super Bowl episode. Alex is here too. Yeah, what's up? All right. <laughs> He's excited to be here. We are going to talk about every single position breakdown of the Super Bowl, give our picks, talk about some of the big trades, and I got a little mock draft. For you we're gonna extend it I, if you saw last week i gave you the top five now we're gonna extend it to top 12 plus 17 for the raider fans yeah let's go but it's super bowl week we're excited you know full slate of just super bowl stuff just coming after this week and yes, on sunday we got it at the big game what well, game it's not the big game no that one's more important yeah that's cal stanford yeah cal stanford way more important than the actual super bowl but let's get into our openers well i'm starting off with just clay thompson what he's been doing this past week not on the court obviously but i mean right next to the court he he was going into rodney gruder after he uh got a little argument with juan toscano anderson one of the bench players for the warriors uh they <laughs> called him or what he say? he's like He's probably upset he's just going to be out of the league soon yeah. or something like that. And then there's another thing with Clay Thompson. And this is with him and Big Baby Davis. Uh, on one of the posts posting about Clay's interaction with Rodney Magruder, Big Baby Davis, <laughs> as Brett Sleeves Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Big Baby Davis commented saying, saying shit like that, I see why he stay hurt. It's karma. And then he had like the face palm emoji. Clay then responded on his story saying, Dang, big baby. This is what we on now? I can't wait to see you on the court next year. I'm calling ISO every time. Oh. Probably get 40 on you on your head in a quarter, big fella. Wow. And that's that's Clay for you. I love Clay. He he takes his shots at the right time. And the funny thing about saying that he'll see big baby Davis on the court next year is that Davis has been out of the league for like five years. So Yeah. Former NBA champion, though. Don't forget about that. Clay has the Clay, Clay, Clay's got a couple sure? of those. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Yes. That's my opener. All right, for me, I'm going to something a little different. I don't know if you've ever really talked with it, but video games. Oh, NCAA okay. football will be coming back. Uh, EA, I believe. Yes. EA announced either this morning or yesterday, I don't remember exactly which one, that NCAA football, the video game, will be making its return Within the next couple of years, I know a lot of people were a huge fan of this back in the day. Oh, yeah. Personally, I never really got to play these games. I wasn't on PS4 at the time. Xbox. But I'm excited, or Xbox, but I'm excited. I'm excited for these games to come back. And I know a lot of fans and just people in general out there are excited too. Oh, yeah. So we might get a rough draft of this game release in a year or two, but the expectation is by the time we get to 2023 and athletes are starting to get paid, then we'll have full licensing. And we'll be I back. I can't wait. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. Well, mine is going to be the Rams-Lions trade. I'll get into it with detail a little later. Well, we all will, but I'll just give you the gist of it. You know, uh, the Rams get a upgrade at quarterback with a terrible contract. The Lions get a little bit of a downgrade, but a first, another first, and a third. Yeah. Boom. You and know, Jared Goff. 
pretty crazy trade, and this sets the market for the quarterbacks this year. So, bam, let's go offseason. Yeah, what I'm a, ready. I'm pumped. So, you got the early makings of a good offseason. Oh, yeah. What a crazy trade we got. In the NFC West, the greatest thing I saw was Darren Fox last night dropped 38 and 12, torching the Pelicans defense Whoa. against Skyler's fantasy team. <laughs> it's going to be a good matchup, Skyler. See what comes on top. It will be. I think. Uh, I'm projected to win by like 10 points or something right now. It'll be a good I have I'm actually right playing Kyle this week too. So uh, we got an inner podcast in that show. But uh, yeah, Devin Booker sucks. Seth Long. I've went on the rant about him at least three or four times. Alex actually asked me to go on the rant about it on the podcast, but I said no, that's not happening. Even though he's averaging a good, cool 24 fantasy points. We're disappointed, Devin Booker. And we got the Dubs report too. Yep. So. Yep. All right, so our star center, James Wiseman, is out seven to ten days with a yeah. sprained wrist. I didn't, I didn't see the, actually I did see the injury. Yeah, he just fell on it. Yeah, and it looked pretty bad. But Eric Pascal's back tonight after having back spasms. Draymond Green's going tonight. Juan Scott-Anderson should be back tonight, too. We play the Boston Celtics tonight. How are you feeling with that one? I mean... They'll know. We're going to get blown out. Yeah, not, 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 not a great game to have no real true centers. I know Looney's listed as a center, but... Don't. don't. Hey. No Looney's landing. Hey, he's he, 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 commercial, Brett. No, hey. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He does have a commercial. How dare I disrespect him? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Big name brand players right there. Oh, Big right primetime game tonight. Yeah, on TNT. Oh, yeah. Uh, go watch it right now. It's probably at half time. Tatum sucks. Dylan, sorry. <laughs> but we're going right into where they head out. Prior to halftime, we're going to have a whole uh, positional breakdown, and that's what we're going to get into right now. Starting off with this quarterbacks, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Mahomes is going to be a future Hall of Famer. I feel like that's not too outlandish. And Brady, I think he's got a pretty good shot of making the Hall of Famer. Yeah, uh, maybe. Relatively good. Maybe I mean. two more years. The greatest of all time. This one seems like an obvious question, but who are you giving the quarterback? upper hand to between Brady and Mahomes. You know, this one's pretty close. I'm not going to lie. But at their ages, you know, Mahomes has the ability to escape the pocket. Brady hasn't had that for about 10 years now. So I'm going to take Mahomes in the 1v1 battle for that reason. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mahomes too. Pretty much for the same reason. A little bit younger. However, we can't. Quite a bit younger. I mean, quite a bit younger. Mahomes is like half Brady's age or something, but like, you can't you can't disregard you can't disregard Brady's post game or no, not post season post season experience. Six most months. Super Bowls, most Super Bowl MVPs. He he's been there. He's been down this road. Granted, with a new team, I don't think that's really going to face him. However, just because of the younger feet, a little more athleticism, I'm going to give the slight edge to Mahomes as well. Yep, I'm going to give the slight edge to Mahomes as well. He's uh, athletic. He's able to skip the pocket, like Skyler said. Sure. Brady has a clutch gene. So does Mahomes, though. They both do. And who knows, man? I don't know. I think uh, Joe Flacco is who I would take in this. That's an elite quarterback. He's elite. Sam Darnold. But that's not an option right here. This one, this one is actually really interesting to me because... You got the goat, and you got you got the baby goat. Baby goat. Right now. But, at the time, with it being a Super Bowl, I cannot go against the goat. I'm okay I with that. I Brady. Yeah. I mean, 
He's the I don't I don't even think he's gonna be nervous for the game. He's just preparing like, oh, it's ten Super Bowl. It's a home game. He's almost got a. It is a home, he's got over, a home game. He's got Let's over go, half a season of, of uh, Super Bowls under his belt, and uh, you know Mahomes probably will get somewhere near that in his career, but he's not right now, and so for that reason, I'm taking Tom Brady. That's respectable. That's not saying that Mahomes is not better than him, but in the Super Bowl scenario, I'm taking Brady. So off to running back. Uh, these are two very interesting positions for both these mm-hmm. teams because they are solid options, but they are not their lead option in their offense. Who do you guys got for this? I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Um, Fournette's been great in the postseason, especially if Rojo gets is healthy. I mean, obviously, we don't know for sure, but he was a little banged up for the past two playoff games. That rotation will be deadly. And I just I don't see Kansas City even trying to run the ball this game, especially with two tackles out, um, which we'll get to next. Right. Oh, two, two. two. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. Mom's gonna throw the ball fifty-five times. Clyde and Le'Veon are gonna be irrelevant. Yeah, I'm gonna go with playoff Lenny and Rojo as well. Hopefully, Rojo's back completely healthy for this game. But the main reason I'm gonna be taking the Buccaneers backfield is just because of previous injuries to uh, both Clyde edwards elaire and Le'Veon Bell. Both have been banged up in the past couple weeks. Both should be ready and good to go for this game. But Leonard Fournette has looked the best he has all season during this postseason run for the Buccaneers. And Rojo was, I think, one of the more underrated running backs during the regular season. Him being back, probably close to 100% healthy, will really help the Buccaneers. And like Skyler said, the Chiefs are going to rely much more on Mahomes, where I think the Bucs will approach with a little more balance. So I'm going to take the Bucs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucs back as well. Ronald Jones and Fournette are a deadly duo. Fournette's legs are... Very big. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a good they're chance right now. Sorry, he's, they saved him pretty well for the postseason. What do you think? Ch's legs aren't pretty big either. <laughs> he's, he's like five eight, right? Hey, hey, you still got some trunk no, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay in this one. Uh, I'm also going Tampa Bay. I think it's clean sweep. Uh, Rojo, Leonard Fournette. I'm taking them two over CEH and Le'Veon Bell, but that's actually really, really damn close. It, it's close. Too. I agree. And I think we're going to find that in a lot of these positional matchups. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, they're the best two teams in football right now. That's why they made it to the Super Bowl. And it's going to be close. Let's go to the receivers and also the tight ends. We're going to put them all together in one group. So not only is it uh, just the wide receivers, we also got the tight ends. So for Kansas yeah. City, it's Hill, Robinson, Hardman. Robinson Pringle. might not be playing, though. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Kelsey. Is Watkins playing? Uh, I believe so. Probably. I think, I think he could. I saw one dude place like $21,000 in bets on Sammy Watkins for like every <laughs> single prop. It's actually insane. So and hopefully he does play. Uh, and then over on the Buccaneers side, they got Godwin, Evans, Antonio Ray Brown, Gronk, Antonio Brown, mm. Scotty Miller. Miller. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> they have OJ Howard still. No, no he's hurt. Uh, he's been out, I believe, the whole year. Cameron Brait, though. Like I don't know if you mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah, I said Brait. I said yeah. Brait, the third person. My bad. But uh, Watkins, up there. Yeah, who you guys got for this? I think th- these two spots are really great. Yeah. Uh, like you said, this one is another paper thin margin. But I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay because of the depth. Like you said multiple times, Cameron Brait. Um, not many people know how important he is to this offense, but 
I know Kelsey's great, but do you guys know who Kansas City second tight end is? Blake Bell. Yeah. Exactly. Former Kaiser? <laughs> no, Bell Dozen. I'm pretty sure he's the second string, but they don't he's a good blocker, but they don't really need him to exactly. be that receiver. I, it's just, exactly. I can tr- if anyone goes down, I can trust the Buccaneers depth. Yeah, Gronk. That's true. So many red zone monsters, man. Yeah. This is yeah. It's gonna be a good matchup. So I'm gonna go under the impression that no one goes down this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight out. I'm going to take Kansas City for the pure fact that Travis Kelsey is on that team. I think if we're looking, if we split the positions up to wide receivers, tight end, I would probably give the advantage to the Bucks. They got Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. They have five quality receivers, probably two great ones, and one former great one, Antonio Brown. He's getting a little bit older. He's still been good this year, but Travis Kelsey is such a difference maker yes. for like. The, the impact he's had on the Chiefs has been insane. Like, he's been a top receiver from the tight end position. Like, top three receiver in the league this year, probably, from the tight end position. And you just don't see that. Kelsey, Kittle, and um, Waller are the only, like, tight ends you can put up in that top echelon. Damn right, Brent. Damn right, man. Yeah, I, I'm not going to forget Waller. No, Chris Herndon uh, hasn't quite earned that respect yet. But probably not. I, I, also, I think the Chiefs' depth is... A little bit underrated. They have lots of speed. Yes. I mean, they're that wide receiving rooms. I know you obviously know Tyreek Hill, but Michael well, yeah. Har- Hardman had a huge I think game last if week. If Michael Hardman does what he does yeah. last week, has a good re- doesn't fumble obviously, yeah. but has a good return, gets a sixty yard run and a receiving touchdown, Kansas City wins. Yeah. He's so there, there's underrated depth, and Sammy Watkins plays that would also be huge. He was he was a monster last year in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, big play. Um. But just for the fact that Travis Kelsey, I believe, is far and away better than any tight end right now on the Bucks. Hey. Gronk's not in his prime. True. Not disrespecting Gronk. But Travis Kelsey, the difference maker between this game, I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay here just for the fact that their two tight ends outweigh. They outweigh Kelsey. <laughs> they don't. Kelsey will put up more catches and yards than those two combined. I will put, I will put a bet on that. Yeah, but, but then you got the three-headed monster. I would say they combined for more touchdowns than Kelsey this game. I, well, I don't think I didn't. You wouldn't? I don't mm-hmm. think I didn't. All right. I, but I would take the three-headed monster over Hill and company and Kansas City. Because Mike Evans is a stud. Goblin stud. And Antonio Brown's probably going to play, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he yes. He's it's so. the Super Bowl. I hope he plays. Yeah, and if he doesn't play, you got Scotty Miller, the fastest receiver in the game, according to him. Yeah, fastest <laughs> receiver on the other side of the ball. <laughs> I am taking the Chiefs because they have the two best players out of any of these. Yeah, they have Hill and Kelsey. Uh, Evans is a, is I want to say he's a close third, just because of how good I, Kelsey I, I and put Hill. Godwin over Evans. No, I'll take Evans. Seven, seven straight years, a thousand yards, one of the best red zone threats in the game. Yeah, I, I'm taking. Godwin's very good. Don't get me wrong. Taking but. Kelsey and then Hill and then a good amount of distance and then Evans, just because of how good Hill is with his speed. It's just like it's otherworldly. The, the like the bolt, the jolt that he has like out of nowhere is is insane. And then Kelsey just, it's Mr. Consistent in that offense. He's the Need to find a guy, he's always open type of guy for uh, Patrick Mahomes. And for that reason, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's take it to the O-line. Uh, Eric Fisher, one of the big guys for Kansas City. Uh, first round draft pick a long time ago, it seems Number like. Number one overall, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's out for the game. I think he tore his Achilles in the AFC Championship. But who you guys got for this? 
for me, this is probably the most important matchup for the game, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the Buccaneers are missing Alex Kappa, left guard, but really, Kansas yeah. City. It's going to be without left tackle Eric Fisher, like he said, and all-pro right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. Oh, man, they're going to get destroyed on the outside of this game. We'll get into that next topic, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. Well, homie, got to run the whole game. Yeah, given the current injury status of both lines, I'm also going to take the Buccaneers. Tristan Wirth's right tackle has been great in his rookie year, and the Buccaneers are pretty solid all across their front five. Kansas City is currently dealing dealing with some injuries, as Skyler said. Might prove an issue. We'll see how Andy Reid and company adjusts, but I'll take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks as well. They've held Brady up front basically the whole postseason. They made Washington's defense non-existent on Brady. Defensive line. Sorry, defensive line. Packers didn't really get to them that much. Saints didn't get to them. He's been protected pretty much the whole postseason. Yeah, it's the easiest one, I think. Yeah. I'm saying with the Bucs, uh, obviously these are injuries from the earlier part of the season with Osemele and then uh, Tardif opting out of the season to go be a doctor and help with COVID stuff. Yeah. But uh, loss of four of your, who you would have thought have been your opening day offensive lineman is not good. So uh, with that, I'm going to Buccaneers. We're going to the defensive side of the ball now with we're going with the people that are going to be matching up against these offensive linemen with the front seven. Uh, so, linemen and linebackers. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Tampa Bay's front seven excites me so much, boys. Shaq Barrett's getting two sacks. JPP's getting two sacks. Devin White and Levante David? I think this might be the only linebacking core in the NFL that could stop Travis Kelsey. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Well, what what did Kelsey have last game? Thank you. Versus, versus who? Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, right I don't remember. I don't remember the stat. The thing was like last year, the same <laughs> thing was assumed going in. Fred Warner, one of the best coverage linebackers, and then yeah. fell Quan Alexander, a decent coverage linebacker, and Dre Grinlaw, who last year in his rookie season was top ten in PFF coverage. They're like, wow, this linebacker core is made to stop Kelsey. We didn't stop Kelsey last year. I don't think it matters who you throw at Kelsey. He's going to get open. He's going to find a way to sit in zones. He's he's just a different breed at that tight end position. However, I'm still going to take the Bucks front seven just for those two edge rushers. Uh, Frank Clark. Wait, don't forget. Sorry, I forgot. They, Vita they, Bay is back. I know. They, they, they're they very deep across the whole... And Donald Kong Sue, but Frank Clark and uh, Chris Jones, very solid players on their own. The linebacking core is a little suspect, in my opinion, for Kansas City. Still solid, still good, but not as good as the Bucks. The Buccaneers front seven, overall better than Kansas City. Yeah. Kelsey had eight for 82. Yes, yeah, I don't think anyone stopped well, Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill did win off. 13 for 260. They, they focused way more on Kelsey. They left Hill yeah. on single coverage. They're not going to be able to do that again and get yeah. away with it. They're going to have to adjust. Can't adjust, but that's the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay as well. Uh, actually, Pierre Paul did not participate practice today. Oh, and was that uh, personal? Nope. He, he blew up another finger. Oh, oh. Yeah, fireworks! Uh, a knife. He was cutting onions, chopping onions. He should play though. I'm assuming he plays, but their front seven is nasty. Shaquille Barrett's gonna come out there and beat a bear. They're gonna. They, if you get pressure on Mahomes, then that's how you. That's that's a good recipe to beating him. 
<laughs> but if you get pressure, all the respect to Frank Frank Clark and the Michigan man, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay here. Even though, uh, never mind. I'm going Tampa, but even then, there's no way you can game plan for Mahomes. You just gotta hope exactly. you contain him. Uh, but you're not gonna completely stop him. That's just that's what happened for Patrick Mahomes, especially not in the Super Bowl. But I'm oh. I'm keeping it short and sweet. I'm sticking with with Tampa Bay as as my uh, front seven. Go to defensive backs. We're not going to talk about special teams. I'm sorry, everybody yeah. that oh, really knows about the way, it's Kansas City. It is Kansas yeah. City. It's not even close. But. Yeah, it's most definitely not. We're lucky that uh, Deontay Harris is not on the pool, yes. but they probably got somebody faster than Deontay Harris with Michael uh, Harmon back there. So yes, sir. Maybe he might be a sleeper MVP candidate guy if he <laughs> takes one back. Michael Harmon? Yeah. Hey, Dexter. Dexter was one for Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. What about Devin Hester with the big... Yeah, Tampa but they ended up joking. Yeah, but they don't have Rich Grossman as a quarterback, so it's a yeah. little bit easier. That is true. Let's scale Yes. Sons and backs, man. Take it away. This one's pretty close, and Tampa Bay's did get torched by Tyree Kill earlier this year. But you know what? Carlton Davis, man, has been completely locked down. And Sean Murphy Bunting has been right behind him. Three picks. Antoine Winfield. He is questionable. Great first play. Yeah. I think anyone who's listed as questionable is going to play. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. But unless they have like a broken leg be, and physically can't run, I think they'll play. They'll be at least suited up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he's a great center fielder for the defense to wrap it all up. And Whitehead, is he playing? Doubtful. Shit. See, that's a little more concerning. Okay. That's tough, then. So is Antonio Brown. <laughs> Brown's doubtful, too. Um, you know what? I'm still going to go with Tampa Bay, though. I just don't trust... If your number one corner is a rookie, like it is for Kansas City, I just I can't do it against this the, the veteran receiving court of Tampa Bay. But yeah, shout out to... Nigeria um, Sneed. Shout out to, to Honey Badger. Oh, yeah. He should have a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the difference for me is Honey Badger. I think of all the secondary members in this game, he's probably easily the best, I believe. Uh, there's a lot of solid pieces on both sides. Legereus needs had a very good rookie season, don't yeah. get me wrong, but he's still young. He's going against very talented receiving quarters. But at the same time, I think both sides are very talented. I don't think there's going to be a lot of stopping the passing game for either side. Yeah. And whoever does get more stops, forces more turnovers, which likely will be caused by the front seven, will end up winning this game, in my opinion. I am going to give the slight edge, I believe, to Tampa Bay. They're just a little deeper across the board. Uh, Seems I, to be the case with this entire game. Yeah, <laughs> which might surprise a lot of people with my picks, but... I. I'll give the slight edge to Tampa. I'm going to go to Tampa Bay as well. But damn, Kansas City's been locking up recently. Yeah, they have. They have. This one's close, too. It's, it, they're they're locked, locked up close. I mean, Buffalo was rattled. Cleveland was non-existent until no. Mahomes came into the game. But yeah. I, came out of the game. Came, came out of the game. My bad. Came out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but Tampa Bay's been locking up, too. They, um, they locked up uh, Drew Brees recently. Yeah. Heineke was a different story, but... They, they're getting the job done. They picked up Rodgers a couple times. Drew Brees should have been playing in a wheelchair that game. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Like, damn. I'm going with Kansas City in this one. I think uh, the Honey Badger is a big part, but I also think Legereus Sneed is is a big one as well. Uh, he's a guy that you can use in blitz packages, as Steve Spagnola has done in uh, the past, earlier in the postseason and throughout the regular season. 
Rashad Breeland's a solid corner. Uh, Daniel Thornton's a good corner. Or, I mean, a safety. And then Juan Thornhill as well is a solid piece in, in the secondary. Don't be surprised if Sorensen plays in the box this game. They're going to they're gonna come out to Brady, though. Yeah. That's, they they, they, they want to make they him uncomfortable. They went after Allen, and Allen was all the time. Allen was screwed. But also, Brady's gonna be a guy to know how to handle the pressure a little bit better than Josh Allen. I mean, she said if you no matter what you set up, Brady knows what plays you're running on uh, on defense, and so he's he's gonna do his best, obviously, and so is Mahomes to really read the coverages and probably exploit both these defenses. And we're gonna put it all together for this last one. We got our game picks with the score. Skyler, you go first, man. All right. So I'm going to walk you through what I think is going to happen in this game. All right. Ta- I know it's going to sound crazy how I start this off, but trust me. Just trust me. Tampa Bay wins the coin toss. Mike Evans scores the first touchdown <laughs> the on the first drive. All right. Casey answers back quick with Kelsey. They trade field goals. Halftime is going to be probably 13-10 to 10 Kansas City. I think in the second half, Mahomes fumbles twice. Tampa Bay runs away with it, thirty-one to twenty, because of the front seven. All right, I I, I didn't lay out the whole game, but I was <laughs> I've been thinking about this every day for two weeks. I'm yeah. sorry, boys. Guys, yeah, Skyler yeah, got away. The game is going to be a six-yard run by Le'Veon Bell, making it uh, and he's third have a- and three, resulting in a different package. But <laughs> I I don't know how to top that, so I'm not even going to try. I'll give you a score though. I got Kansas City 38, Tampa Bay 31. As we mentioned in the positional matchups, it's very close across the board. With probably Tampa getting a slight more advantages just position wise, but Patrick Mahomes to me is just a special player, and I I don't I don't see Patrick Mahomes losing. I just I know Tom Brady's the goat, but. I'm take I'm I'm betting on Mahomes. Well, Brett, I don't see Tom Brady losing, man. Oh. Come on, this is goat right here. Number seven, baby it's goat, baby it's goat. coming, baby. It's coming. Number seven. What's oh, 34, 31. All right. <laughs> I think you guys know I'm big on wishful thinking. If I want something to happen, I'm yes. gonna predict it to happen. So I'm predicting the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Oh. 45 to 42. With the game-winning field goal from Ryan Suckup from 43 years, 43 yards out. We'll go. Like Tom Brady's nuts. Seven. Butker. And yeah. That's why I'm the only one taking the Chiefs. That would be a great game, but guys, I'm thinking I'm taking the under for this one. It's at, I think, 57 and a half. What? But I I just feel like. The f- you know, like the yeah. Philly game was more than that. Oh, 50, it sounded Philly was oh. a shootout. I think the greatest Super Bowl ever was Patriots Rams. What was that? Nine to six. That was a great. <laughs> no, that was an underrated Super Bowl. You know, so many people. I fell asleep during that I game. Thought Johnny Hector would win uh, Super Bowl MVP in that game. We did. I legitimately chat, fell asleep. Our group chat was Johnny Hector for MVP for about a year. Yeah. I thought that was an underrated Super Bowl. Some great play, even though they weren't scoring so plays. So warm, some great plays. The Philly one was good though. The shootout one? Yes. The, so the Philly special. That was a shootout. Yeah. We can see, we can see that. Bad Super Bowl, that was... Uh, Carolina, Denver. Yeah. That was a blowout. I, I, was, I was playing basketball with Skyler. I, I, yeah. Cam, yeah. The yeah. fact Cam Newton didn't dive on that ball still makes me mad. Yeah. Probably makes Panthers fans even more mad. No, I am, I'm that. sure it does. That's not our problem. That's going to do it for the first half, though. Let's take it right. to halftime. Woo!
Welcome back to halftime. Uh, Alex has a quick note for us. Some NBA news. Yep. Uh, Fred Van Vliet dropped 54 points today against Orlando Magic. It was getting close. He might have almost broke Clay Thompson's record, but... What is that record? 14 threes in the game. He had 11 heading into the fourth. Wow. But settled for none. The cool question is, though, he might have broken that record. Did he break six feet? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so, therefore... Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Most points by an undrafted player in NBA history. That's most of the Yeah. Shockers. Most oh, yeah. points by Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet history. <laughs> wow. Under six feet players. Well, if you guys stuck around for last week's halftime, you heard my top five of my new mock draft that will be on the website Woo! pretty soon. I'll run that through it quickly if you didn't listen to it last week. We got... Number one, the Jacks taking Trevor Lawrence. Jets taking Zach Wilson. Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. Falcons taking Justin Fields. And the Bengals taking Penny Sewell. So this mock draft starts off. Well, we're I'm going to go 6 through 12 since uh, some fans at 11 and 12, I know, probably want to hear their team. And 17 for the Raiders. My Woo! boy sitting next to me. Quite a pick. You're going to be interested in this one. You're not gonna. Well, you might like this, Alex. Right. Let's go, baby. Yeah. No, he is uh, retired. Oh. So number six is gonna be the Philadelphia Eagles. They grab Devonte Smith, Alabama wide receiver, Heisman winner. They need. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy or not, but they gotta get him some kind of weapon. So, you know, Jamar Chase off the board. They go with receiver number two. I like it, Devontae Smith. I don't like Devontae Smith going having to go to Philly. You don't like that? No. I like Devonta Smith. Oh, you want him to go to Detroit instead? No. I want him to go to... Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah? All right. Screw well, it. Trade <laughs> number seven is Detroit, and they do grab... <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> Kyle just hit me in the face. <laughs> All right. Well, pick number seven. Here you go, Shami. They're taking Jalen Waddle, Alabama receiver. Another one. You know, a lot of people say this guy is just speed, but my comparison for him is Antonio Holmes. Okay, I think he's a great route runner. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Help out their new quarterback, Jared Goff, who's going to be pissed. He's Awful. Hey, how, how about Jared Goff, though, real quick? He goes from living in the sunny, palm trees everywhere, beach near him. Los Angeles. I'm hey, 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 I, I know why he got traded, though. You see the text messages? That was fake. Cosmic. I don't think it was fake. Uh, the rumor, Can according, finish yeah, finish. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. And now he's in here drive-bys. <laughs> That's it. With so, Sean. You know, yeah. did Stafford live in Detroit or Atlanta? He lived in Detroit. He had a seven million dollar home that just got put up for sale. I looked at the picture. Hey, hey, hey. Six wow. million. Six million. Well, it's Scott Anderson. will be active today. Let's go, baby. All right, no one cares. Uh, sorry, sorry. All right, number eight is going to be the Carolina Panthers. They take their quarterback of the future, Trey Lance, out of North Dakota State. My comparison for him is Deshaun Watson. I really like this guy. He's my quarterback number two. Deshaun Watson? Yes, Deshaun Watson. He's a powerful runner and a playmaker. I think he's going to have a great NFL career, but he does have a really low floor. But a really high ceiling, so we'll find out. <laughs> Number nine, the Denver Broncos are going to take Caleb Farley, defensive back out of Virginia Tech. Caleb Farley right now is my cornerback number two, but I think it's a great fit in Denver. He's very big. He reminds me of Jimmy Smith, 6'2", 6'3", long arms. 
plays great man coverage. Number 10, Dallas Cowboys are going to take Rayshon Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. A lot of people think Penny Sewell is the clear-cut number one tackle in this class, but I don't think Rayshon Slater is that far off because Rayshon Slater can play all five positions on the O-line, and he's a day-one starter, pretty can much. play him all at once, though? I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? Because what does your <laughs> positional value mean if you can play other positions if you can't play? The point is I think he could be a good tackle but a Pro Bowl level guard, and that's why he's going to – so we drink higher center. I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the Denver, sorry, Dallas offensive line, it's getting old. Once Half was the, the greatest in the league. Half of them are retired. And uh, they're going to need to fill some spots pretty soon if they want their quarterbacks to live. <laughs> anyways, number 11. Number 11 is the Giants. This one's for Joshy. They're going to say Quiddy Pay. Edge rusher out of Michigan. I think this guy is a great day one starter. Damn right he is, Skyler. <laughs> day one plus. Not a lot of pass rush technique yet, but he's proven he can stop the run, and this is why yeah. he'll be the first edge taken off the board. And number 12 for the Niners. All the Niner fans. Mean? I already saw your mock draft. I know who it is. Did? Well, it's going to be Patrick Sertan II, defensive back out of Alabama. My number one corner. Just great all around. Great length. Not as big as Farley is, but great ball skills too. And the Niners are most likely going to be losing almost their entire secondary other than Jimmy Williams. So Jimmy Williams? Who's that? Yeah, who's Jimmy, Jimmy Ward. Williams? Jimmy Ward. Jimmy, Jimmy, Ward. Jimmy Ward. Who's Jimmy Williams? No I have no clue who Jimmy, Jimmy Williams is. Jimmy is the quarterback of the UGF Pandas. All right, so go ahead. And how do you get those two confused? The question is, though, why do you have quarterback or cornerback one being taken after cornerback two? This is a projection for me, not what I would do, what I think is going to happen. Just making yes. sure. Yes, sir. So, Brett, how do you feel about this one? Um, It depends on what we do with, I mean, all of our corners and safeties are pretty much in their free agent year. Kwaski Tart, likely gone. We'll probably look to fill him either with uh, someone who's already on our roster through draft free agency. Richard Sherman's gone. I think he'll go to the New York Jets. I think he'll follow Robert Sala. Jason Barrett is probably my number two guy who I want the Niners to re-sign behind Trent Williams. Those two probably. Maybe Kyle Juszczyk. Those three definitely need to at least be given you know, another look and offer by the Niners. But after that, we don't really have any corners on. Akella Witherspoon, free agent year. Emmanuel Mosley will be back. I believe he's under contract. He's he's decent, but we're gonna need to look to, you know, get more depth more than anything at the position if we don't get Barrett and Akello back. So I, I like it. I like Sertain. I, I like Farley a little bit more personally. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I like the size, but I would not be mad with Sertain at all. All right. Well, I'm gonna jump up to pick number 17 now for the Raider fans in the room right here. Raider fans get a little lucky. They get a little lucky here. A player with some uh, questionable character. It's going to be linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State. You say Zayvon Collins. Zayvon. No, no, no. Obviously, a great fit here. Um, you know, a guy who could, a guy who could do it all, pretty much in this. 
He went to the wrong school, Skyler. Here we go. Next one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the wrong character. That's yeah. The point is, a linebacker who can run, cover, rush the passer, do it all. In today's game, you're going to need it. It's a passing league. And what what is this guy? Well, I got one problem with this pick. <laughs> because the Raiders aren't going to have this pick. Texans are going to have oh, this no. pick. Okay, okay, okay. Stop, stop. Let's go. Of the people in this room, we are fans of three teams. The Raiders are by far the least likely to go after Watson. We already said there's already offers out. I I think they're the least likely. We're going. There's already. I think the Jets. Mayock does not. Mayock didn't even say. I think. Can I say one thing about your uh, Montez Skeller? Yes. If I were the Niners at that pick, I would take Kyle Pitts at number twelve. Where the fuck is Pitts going? Yeah. All right, Kyle Pitts. I have him going to New England at (laughs) fifteen. You're fucked. Yeah, I am. (laughs) If you want to hear any other of the picks. The rest of the first round. Go to ImmaculateSports.com. Sign up. In a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl was this weekend, guys. Uh, the national team beat the American team 27-24. MVP was Kellen Mond. Shout out Ian. Of the American team. Former Texas a <laughs> <Maybe Denver>. <laughs> <laughs> They had two hey, touchdowns. Um, I think this guy's rising the boards. Um, and Jamie Newman on his team from Georgia. Uh had 118 touchdown and a pick, is falling down the boards greatly. It's now projected as a sixth-rounder, and we thought he might be quarterback five. That no, is... you thought he might be quarterback five. I didn't even, the really know. I didn't even know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> what school is he no, Jamie Newman. Georgia. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, he opted out this year. Um, <laughs> some other notables for this game. Kylan Hill, running back from Mississippi, Mississippi State, State, sucked. What? Um, oh, Nico Collins, yeah, how do you play? He didn't play in the game. Oh, yeah, hey, practice. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> how did Naji look? I didn't, I didn't he didn't play in the game. Naji did not play Najee either. Look, all the Alabama Let's games look, went for the interviews. Okay. I thought Naji was supposed to play. And and oh, he did. Okay. <laughs> anyways, another notable here on the receiving part of the American team. Shy Smith, receiver from South Carolina. Three catches for 57 yards. South Carolina, man. Debo. It was Gamecock. Brian <laughs> Edwards. Yes, sir. I'm going to say Alexander. And Darius Thornwell at Skyrus class. Well, the national team won the game. <laughs> let's let's break down their box score. We got their starting quarterback, Felipe Franks, formerly from Florida. Arkansas. Got hurt pretty bad. Transferred to Arkansas. And because got drafted in baseball by the Red Sox. He did. Yeah. He did as a relief pitcher. Bust. Took shit yeah. out of him. Well, he had 120 yards and a touchdown. Not great. But better than his teammates, Ian Book and Sam Ellinger didn't play very good. But Michael Carter, former UNC running back, eight carries, sixty yards, and a touchdown. I think this guy has a chance to be drafted in the early second round. Good. He is very good. I like, also, both, I like both of those guys. Those are oh yeah, Javante Williams yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the receiver, Des Fitzpatrick from Louisville. Had six catches for 90 yards. He was great in practice, amazing in the game, good in the interviews. His stock's going to be uh, popping up a little bit. It's going to be weird to see what they do with this year with no combine, obviously. Hopefully, say anything about pro days? Uh, there are going to be some regional combines, and pro days are probably still good. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Regional combines, I mean, those are going to have way more. Way more impact, yeah. They're going to be way, yeah. way more But you know, higher chance of not having the correct numbers. Which will be weird. What about the international combine? <laughs> That's for Brandon Cow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you talked about Watson a little bit. We heard today that the Texans are not willing to trade him. 
I don't know if this is smokescreen or he's coming, Scott. Some BS. Yeah, he's going to Las Vegas. Henderson, Nevada needs them. That's where my boy Tyler's went to school for a couple years. Henderson. But uh so the Raiders practice facility is. Goddamn. So Watson should be practicing there. Six yeah. times. I didn't think yeah. I didn't say this last week. Um I, I don't think Watson will be traded. And today we heard that there's a chance that he holds out. That's my real number four right there. And Yo, what the fuck? There's no Derek Carr signing that come Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, this isn't a I told you so, but it's a it's a this wake up a, call. Another car goes die goes to die in Houston. Yeah. I told you so. Yeah. All right. I, I I still think yeah Watson holds the power. I, he's made it his agent basically said out yeah. came out and said he wants oh, to be gone. He yeah. might hold out. Jacobs. That I do believe is an option, but I do not think he will play again for Houston. Holding out, very possible. Sure. Houston might be mad. They don't want to trade him. I mean, if I were them, I would trade him just because I don't think he'll play. And you might as well get, you know, three, four first rounders for an elite quarterback. Yeah. We'll see what they do. All right. All right. He's not going to the Raiders, man. The Raiders fans are geeking right now. I hear one rumor, and goddamn. Yeah, for one Micah Parsons rumor. Hey, we should sign Brady. We gotta get Watson now, Skyler. Say it right now. The thing is. I, I I blocked out all these rumors. No way! <laughs> I blocked them out. I blocked them out. Now I'm buying in. You're gonna be so crushed. Right? Like two more rings, Skylar. I've been crushed by the last twenty years. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? No. What? What was that? What is that motion? All right, we're done. He's a Jets fan. He knows pain. We're Whoa, done wait. with the Sean Watson. What? what? Okay. We don't I'm, want saying, I'm saying both of you know. Pain. I have a feeling we're I'll gonna have, we're gonna be talking way. about this story for a long time. Okay. Right. Bears. <laughs> what? We haven't seen our quarterback play in a playoff game yet. And you seen Matt McGloin played in a playoff game. You seen two? No, it was Connor Cooks. Connor Cooks. Right my bad. My bad. Michigan State man went to the better school in Michigan. I'm happy. You seen conference championships, guys? I have. But I was a young I've seen boy. Now I'm a man. I my I've changed. No. Hey, the last playoff game the Raiders changed? played. I said I, I have my my thoughts it's on. It's not football. my fault. You guys suck. Hey, hey, hey we played the Texans last time. Football. Football. All right, guys, it's not my fault. You're getting Watson to run from. You're getting very off topic. So let's right. take this to a sad. It was happening. A sad point. Oh shit. Um, one of my favorite players of all time, Dustin Pedrolia, has retired. The Tiny Giants, man. 2007, Rookie of the Year. 2008, MVP. Four gold gloves. One of my, like I said, one of my favorite players of all time. And it's sad because he's not going to be a Hall of Famer because he got injured. And it's sad, but he did have a a great career. Spark plug for the Red Sox. It's it's It does suck that he's not going to make the Hall of Fame because he is one of those guys that doesn't use PEDs. Yeah. But you don't get to, to 2,000 hits, you're not going to get in nowadays. But Jorah fell short, having 1,800 hits in his uh, his great career. One of my favorite plays, though, of all time is when he finished off that triple play. Oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that might come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-time World Series champion, too. Mm-hmm. So, Good point. Quite a big... Accolades. I feel like he might do a little bit of coaching, perhaps with Arizona I mean, State. I mean, he probably has done some coaching in his last three years, which just was yeah, yeah, made yeah. around the Red Sox and him not playing. He's played nine games in the last three years. It's like, I mean, he's already probably coached up on some guys, and mm-hmm. I could see him coming back as like a, well, like 
baseball really doesn't have the player personnel guys. Like a players. hitting consultant, fielding consultant type. Yeah, it's not like Ricky, what Ricky Anderson does for the A's. Yeah. Something to that part. Yeah, well, that's the end of halftime. We'll see you back in a bit. For a second. Five seconds here. Just, just give it a second. Watch him. Welcome back from halftime. We're going to try to stay a little bit more on topic here. You know, we are falling off the walls a little bit on that at the end of halftime. Yeah, the damn now. Raider fans. Hey, man. I'm not the Raider go. fans. Hey. Hey. Block. hey, lock it the fuck in right hey. now, okay? <laughs> Let's go. Okay. okay. We're good. Oh, no, he... Skyler's not locked right now. <laughs> He's making some weird jokes. He threw away the key. He threw away the key after he closed his mouth. But, I mean, we need no, him to reopened. talk. I reopened it. But, I okay. It. But you, we, we, we can do that to Alex. But we don't we need got, Alex. We're going to talk about the Stafford trade. Uh, the details of that trade being that the Lions received two first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. A third-round pick. I don't know what year that pick is. I think it might be this I year. 22. I, I have no clue, honestly. And then they also received Jared Goff. But the big, big... Part of this trade is Matthew Stafford, longtime Lions quarterback, heading over to Los Angeles, where he gets to be in the mm-hmm. same city as his childhood best friend, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Does this trade for Los Angeles Rams make him the NFC frontrunner in 2021-2022? I'm still, as long as Brady's playing, I'm sticking with the Bucks. But you know what? I think this is a great move for the Rams right now. You know, I'll get a little deeper into this. You know, obviously, I think Stafford is a little bit of an upgrade from Jared Goff right now, but we won't know until the two years are up. Okay, if Stafford wins a couple playoff games, then it works out perfectly for them. If Jared Goff gets some help and gets that second contract with Detroit, then they'll be fine. But right now, I think the Rams are going to benefit the most. And should be leading that NFC North. Sorry, West. God damn, NFC West. If you know the Niners don't do anything crazy like uh, Watson hmm. in the offseason. I wonder where he's going. Okay, can we just not talk about Watson? Okay, God damn. <laughs> um, for me, I think I think it's like Skyler said, a trade beneficial to both teams. Personally, I think Detroit won this trade. The rumors I had heard swirling before. Didn't even involve first-round picks wow. going back to Detroit uh, when Stafford's name was originally brought up. Being able to get two first-round picks and a third, I think, is really good conversation. And a young quarterback who, you know, he was the number one overall pick. I still think Jared Goff's talented. He's shown it in some games, but some games he, he just doesn't look the part. For the Rams, if they don't win a Super Bowl in the next two years, I don't think the trade's worth it. Mm. I think this is kind of a Super Bowl or bust move. They've already given up a lot of their future for Ramsey. They've paid Ramsey. They had to pay Donald. And I don't know if they're going to be able to pay Stafford after these two years. (laughs) No, in two years, they're going to be screwed. Yes. You're you're absolutely right. This this move is... It's do or die. They, They need the Super Bowl in these next two years to make this move worth it. If not... It's just not because the next couple years they're going to be in cap hell and probably not a very competitive team. Uh, their core defensive guys will be a little bit older. However, I do like the ambition. I think it probably makes them the favorites in the NFC West, barring a Niner move, uh, Seahawks mixing some things up, or the young Cardinals taking another big stride forward. All, all four of those teams are capable of being very 
elite teams. I think all four of them. Yeah. So that division is going to be fun. Can't wait for some competitive games next year with hopefully healthier Niner teams. But I think good trades for both sides, depending on what the Rams do with it. Yep, I'm going to go, uh, I'm saying the Lions on the trade. They got a bunch of future cap. They needed it. They didn't, Goff needed a new fresh start. We heard about this fractured relationship with uh, Sean McVay. And that was not, that's not a good sign at all. But they really worked a good side. I think it, it could be a win-win for either side. If, like yeah. Sarah said, if the Rams do win a couple games in the postseason, maybe get a Super Bowl appearance down the road. I don't see it happening. But it's it's, it's a win-win for both situations. And, yeah. Yes, this does make the Rams the NFC front runner. I think it, I think it's like by far too. Stafford's a, a great quarterback in this league, and we really haven't even seen how good he can that be. That is true. I agree. Everyone says Stafford's like underrated, but you know you haven't really he haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. Him, so. They they have one of the best defenses in the NFC. I think the Niners obviously compete with them. Uh, and then as far as their offense goes, they have good playmakers: Robert Woods, yeah. Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. It's interesting. We have Cam Akers is going to be good. Cam yeah, uh, Cam Akers. And finally, getting a, a quarterback. Well, Goff was good in some games, but he was Mr. Inconsistent in that offense. And Stafford's going to be a guy that comes in there and just completely dominates, I feel like, with that setting. Hopefully that McVay-Stafford uh, relationship is good. I know they had, a, they had like, dinner in the Bahamas or something like that. Like, <laughs> Staff, Stafford was in the Bahamas when the trade happened and so were the McVays or something like that. And they met up or and something. And they had dinner that <laughs> night or something crazy like that. But with... The decline of the Saints being inevitable, the decline of the Packers, I feel like soon to happen, the decline of the Seahawks soon to happen. Seahawks are on a downfall. Uh, yeah. who else well, is there? I mean, who, who? I no, this. The I think East, the Seahawks are about to. The East, I feel like none of those teams will be that that competitive anymore. Barring uh, well, if the that, football if, team we'll maybe given a couple right. moves could be good in a couple years, but not think like not 11, now. Yeah, eleven win team to be Dallas, a favorite. maybe. And then, Doss is away I mean, I think the Buccaneers obviously are going to be a team to be there. And same with the Niners. I feel like I feel like those are going to be the best, three best teams. Uh, actually, well, four best teams in the NFC next year will be Bucks. the Rams, Niners, Packers, and Bucks. And I feel like the best out of all four of those teams is going to be the Rams. Cardinals are once again a sleeper, I think, given yeah. possibly a healthier Kyler Murray. Yeah. Well, well, the interesting really thing is we we haven't really seen something like this where – uh, quarterback top, I would say top five in talent. Finally, at the eight, what is he? 33? 31. 31. Okay, it gets a chance on a great team. You know, Moreno never got this chance. Phillip Rivers never got this chance. It's, I mean, Phillip Rivers it should be a interesting. pretty damn good team. Well, though. yeah, it's 2006. I think, I think Stafford's better than Rivers. Vincent Jackson. Yeah. yeah. All right, and here's the point of view from a Lions fan we know, Sean. I do think this is a pretty even trade, but it hurts as a Lions fan seeing your great fame quarterback, Matthew Stafford, going away, you know. Um, but what more hurts is like, that he did not have any help in Detroit, you know. Just like Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, both players, very great players, Hall of Famers, both retired very early due to the Lions organization sucking and the GM and owners not wanting to give them any help as well. Anyways, I think it does make them NFC frontrunners, and I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them in the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. Alright, we're going to talk about baseball before we go to another trivia mm-hmm. thing. I think we're all excited for that. Super so Bowl trivia. We're going to get through this, and this is the Nolan Arenado trade. 
Him moving to St. Louis. Uh, Rockies really didn't get much back. They got Austin Gumber, uh, Aaliyah Hewitt or whatever, Montero. Are they, they even the top five team. prospects in the... T- I, Gumber's been in the league. Uh, Montero's a tall prospect, but they didn't get any of the top three prospects. Yeah, not Carlton. Gorman, Libertor, and uh, Carlton from the Cardinals, which I think is an L for the Rockies. They are also paying Nolan Arenado's 2021 contract, $35 million in 2021. And then the year after that, they also had the contract, another year in the contract on or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's like another year before the opt-out. Yeah, it's weird how they did it. But uh, I guess it's supposed to be one of the most complicated trades in MLB history with all the money going around. (laughs) Uh, I think Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passan said that. But does this trade make the Air- not the Arizona Cardinals? She's on the Buffalo still. Yeah. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals favorite in what seems to be a very weak NL Central. Yeah, they should be. It looks like the Cubs are about to fall apart. They traded Darvish. They're looking to trade Chris Bryant right now. Um, and yeah, I think the Cardinals are, you know, a little older than you want for a team trying to push, especially pitching-wise. But, yeah, they, they should be good for a, a top-two seed in the NL this year. Uh, you know, because the Padres would have a wild card seed if yeah. they don't win. Dodgers flip off. But um, I saw this morning that the Rockies GM was being interviewed, and they said, do you think anyone should be fired for this move? And he said, I don't know about that, but I might quit. So even he knows he fucked up. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever seen before. And they did say they're not going to trade Trevor Story, though, so they're not mm-hmm. going to blow it all up. I mean, positionally-wise, i say Arenado's close to a top-10 player in the league. If not, I, 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 I can't think of but DRS. Granted, he does play in Colorado, which is a very hitter-friendly you know, confine. I still don't think the Rockies got enough back. They didn't get any of the top three prospects. Nolan Arenado's won four straight platinum gloves. Can't argue he's not an elite defender. Uh, struggled a little bit with the bat last year, but a lot of guys did. Javi Baez sucked last year. It was a, it was a weird year. Yelich was yeah. Yelich wasn't good. Battles in the best first baseman in all of baseball had a down year. Yeah, so I, I expect a lot of guys to bounce back. <laughs> uh, I think Nolan Arenado will be good. I do think this makes the Cardinals the favorite in the NL Central just because that division isn't very good. Uh, Flaherty, uh, I can't even think of the rest of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Mikolas, I think they got a couple other guys. Goldschmidt, a little past his prime. Arenado probably entering like the end of his prime. Goldschmidt's been pretty solid. Goldschmidt's dude. still solid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's, he's been not pretty solid. Late too. He was like a yeah, he had a really good season. Yeah, but he wasn't. He's not like. MVP Goldsmith every year, like when he was in the conversation with that. Yadi Molina, obviously on the back end of his career. They brought Wayno back. Yeah. And that dude's like, what, 60 at this point? I don't even know. He's still good. Uh, Credit to him. But, yeah. See, who's in that division? Reds aren't that good. Cubs. Uh, Cubs. Hey, the Reds got a Sean Doolittle today. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Ooh, whoop de doo. I can't even think think of who was in that that division. Uh, the Pirates, the Pirates are god awful, and Brewers. Are, oh, yeah. Yelich coming back? I mean, Yelich, Yelich will be better. Like a fifteen-year contract. Yelich, Yelich will be better. No, no, I'm I mean, saying like, like back from injury. No, he wasn't injured. He just sucked. Yeah. Oh, he just sucked cool. last year. <laughs> Yelich, I think, will be better. But I think this trade. I think the Cardinals were already the favorites in this, this division, and I think this bolstered that status. But 
at the same time, they won't be going to a World Series. You're not getting past the Padres or the Dodgers out of the West. Oh, the just, hey, man. Or, or Mets or Braves. I mean, all are, of those teams are better than this team. So Cardinals are a winning franchise, bro. I don't care. They're going to be a losing in the playoff franchise this year. Hey, but they are NFC and NL Central. I didn't. Favorites. I agree. I just don't think they're going anywhere once they make it to the playoffs. All right. Yeah. So I take. I think they're going to ride high after uh, their postseason exit. They almost be- took down the Padres last season. I mean, it's a three-game series. The Padres have gotten so much better this offseason, though. It's insane. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, never count the Cardinals out. No one. No one. Nobody got. But, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals and NL Central favorites. Awesome. <laughs> that division is trash. Uh, yeah, I think that is the second worst division in all of baseball behind the AL West. I think the AL West is the worst division right now with just the state of every, every team in that, uh, whether losing players or not signing players that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Jeff Fisher. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Jeff Fisher on a later episode. That's, <laughs> that's something that yeah. probably shouldn't talk about it right now. Because uh, we're going to get something heartfelt. We're going to get a little emotional when we talk about Jeff Fisher. But going back to Nolan Arenado, Arenado and the Cardinals, I think they do become favorites. I think it's pretty clear to me with uh, the current state of the teams in the in the division. I think the Reds always have a good roster, but it never really pans out. Pirates are they're, building. They're far, far away from being anything close. Uh, Brewers are also on the decline. And the Cubs also on the decline after what seemed to be yeah. a dynasty that just kind of fell apart after winning one World Series. Oh, yeah. St. Louis is to lose. Yeah, St. Louis is to lose, uh, but they're my favorites, and it's it's not really even close. But I think that's going to do it for Where's Your Head At? It's time for trivia. All right, guys, welcome back to another week of trivia. I won last week's trivia. I'm 1-0. Everyone else sucks. So- I'm 1-0. You don't want to know. You haven't got the chance yet, but this week I have the honors of hosting our trivia. So, Skylar, Kyle, and Alex, 12 questions. Let's go. Here we go. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super yeah. Bowl edition. Forgot to mention that. All right, we'll start, we'll start it off with, you know, a couple little more boring questions. So, first, what is the record for this longest Super Bowl completed, or for the longest field goal, excuse longest me. Longest field goal. Super Bowl. Longest field goal in Super Bowl history. 54, 51. 56 or 57? 54. I think it's 54 too. 51. Alex, you suck. Uh, Kyle and Skylar yeah. on the board. Nice, quick, easy was one. It uh, It was not. And Super Bowl, let's see, what is this? 28. Christy, I'm not sure his first name. Christy set a Super Bowl record <laughs> by kicking a 54 yard Super Bowl. Currently and still holds the record for long. Kicking longest. a fifty-four yard Super Bowl. I did it again. <laughs> field goal in Super Bowl history. All right. Kicking a Super Bowl in field goal history. I, I really did that twice in a row. All right. In Super Bowl history, excuse the voice crack. The most yards for a single team was six hundred thirteen by the Pats versus Eagles just a couple years ago. What was the lowest total? Two hundred four, one nineteen, one forty-eight, or ninety-five. It was ninety-five. It was Super Bowl. Five, I think they called it the Super Bowl Blunder Bowl, something like that. Yeah, ninety five bowl or something like that. They called it the Blunder Bowl. I think I'm going one ninety five as well. I'm, I'm going ninety five. 
Oh, wait, what, was that the last one? 95, 148, 119, and 204. 95. Um, what were 95? You guys are all wrong. So, one, 148? It was 119. Mm-hmm. 119 by Minnesota versus Steelers in Super Bowl Four. Frank Tarkenton accounted for 102 of those 119 yards. Out of bed. Shut up, Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank, Frank was balling. The rest of the team, yeah. not so much. I wasn't the vulnerable. Damn. All right, so here's more of a unique one. What was unusual about the coin flips before Super Bowl? Let's see, what is this? I believe this is 19. Was it the, the, the coin was shaped like John Madden's head? Was it made of silly putty? Was it from outer space? Or did it contain a hologram? It was from outer space. Uh... Contained a hologram. Contained a hologram. Skylar is correct. Dang. I remember this one. The coin toss featured a coin that had spent the previous 11 days orbiting the Earth on a NASA space mission. What? Look how it flexes that. <laughs> so far, it's Skylar 2, Kyle 1, Alex has not got one right. Alright. Who was the headliner of the first Super Bowl halftime show? Was it Elvis Presley? Ella Fitzgerald? Doc Sheverstein? Or the Three Stooges? Say them again. I don't think it was Elvis. Elvis? Two, two Ella Fitzgerald. Doc Sheverstein. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Or the Three Stooges. I'm going with, uh, with Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm going with the Doc one. Give me the King of Rocks. All three of you guys, different answers. All three of you guys, incorrect. It was the three Stooges. The first Super Bowl halftime was not a musical performance. It was the three Stooges who were the featured show. I'll two college marching bands, two men in jet packs, and 300 pigeons were also included. All right. That's some stupid 1950s. <laughs> How many official footballs does each team get for the Super Bowl week? 88, 18, 48, or 108? Wait, for practices or just like... They get them for the whole week. They're given a certain amount. How many do they get for the Super Bowl week? 108. I want to say 108 too. What are the uh, other options? 48, 18, and 88. 88. Alex, you... Kind of suck at this game. The other two are correct once again. The answer is 108. Just had a rank to it Each team already. playing in the Super Bowl gets 108 footballs. Of those, 54 are for practice and 54 for the actual game. And those do not include the special team balls. No K-ball. And hopefully all of those are pumped up properly this week because Tom Brady is playing. That's true. Oh. We'll see how that goes. Like, all right. That wasn't the play kid in the AFC Championship. I think it was against the Colts and yeah. uh, Andrew Luck. I yeah. that was that was the game that was in question. They're using like cables. Uh, we're going all the way back to Super Bowl One. What player was knocked out cold during the game? Len Dawson. Bart Starr, Len Dawson, Fred Williamson, or Boyd Dowler? Len Dawson. I have to go Len Dawson also then. According to my research, Skylar sounded very confident, but that is not correct. It was Fred Williamson. In the week prior to the game, Fred the Hammer Williamson garnered garnered considerable publicity by boasting he would use his hammer 
forearm blows to the head to destroy the Packers receiver. Ironically, it was William himself who was knocked out cold during the game. I believe Dawson did get hurt, but was not. He might have gotten hurt, but he was not knocked out cold. <laughs> Williamson was stretched. <laughs> consoled me, Scott. He was stretched off the field and I'm taken sorry, to a local hospital. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Wait, so is it three, two, zero? Uh, yes. Skyler three, Cal two, Alex zero. All right, moving on. And what city was the coldest Super Bowl outside hosted in? Chicago, Green Bay, New Orleans, or Detroit? I'm going to say Chicago because it's not a dome. <laughs> I'm saying Detroit. Green Bay. Once again, all three of you incorrect. It was New Orleans. What? Not at the dome. Not sure the same name, but it was Super Bowl six. Played between Dallas and Miami, and the low was 24 degrees, which is the coldest outdoor game in Super Bowl history. Wow. Dallas won that game 24 to 3. Hmm. Nice job, Roger. All right, let's see. Next, we're looking at some food. Some Ooh. food questions. Okay. How many chicken wings are averagely consumed in America on Super Bowl Sunday each year? 1 billion, 1.3 billion, 1.8 billion, or 2.2 billion chicken wings? 1.3 billion. 2.2. 1 billion. Kyle has tied up the score. The answer is 1.3 billion. Let's go. 1.3 billion is also the average amount of money spent on beers in America for Super Bowl Sunday. Damn. Same number. How many more questions do we have? Like uh, four? Let's see, I believe one, two, three. Yeah, four questions. All right. Everyone loves the Super Bowl advertisements, so we'll have a little commercial question right here. For which item was the most expensive Super Bowl ad forever? Was it the Amazon Echo, Chrysler Cars, Bud Light, or Universal advertising the Jurassic World movie? Wait, what were the first three? Amazon Echo, Chrysler, as in like the car company, uh-huh. car brand, Detroit, Bud Light, or Universal for Jurassic World, its debut. I'm going to go with the Amazon Echo because that was the most recent, right? I'm going Amazon. I feel like it has the highest budget, so. I'm going Amazon. All three of you guys get a point for that one. I learned that about, a little, a little I learned about that one in marketing. That's oh. right. I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> the Amazon forked over $14.9 million for a 90-second ad. Alexa, Amazon's virtual assistant, loses her voice. Included in the commercial were Gordon Ramsay, Cardi B, Rebel Wilson, and Sir Anthony Hopkins, as wow. well as the Amazon CEO. Those are some big names. Actually, CEO has just stepped out today, Brett. Yeah. Wow, on, crazy fat. Me and Kyle are so going after Amazon now. Yeah, I'm buying it. All right, Super Bowl twelve. And Super Bowl twelve was the first time there were ever co-MVPs awarded during the game. Who were they? Staubach and Ed Tuttle-Jones, Staubach and Tony Dorsett, Randy White and Thomas Hollywood Henderson, or Randy White and Harvey Martin? Going with the third one. White and Henderson? All right. Two tall Henderson, right? No. That is Thomas Hollywood Henderson. Tall Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. All right, so who is the other one with White? Uh, Harvey Martin. I'm gonna go with Staubach and Dorsett. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ride with Sky with his own. 
Skyler was on the right path. It was Randy White and Harvey Martin. The defensive line duo combined for three sacks in the game and became not only the first and only co-MVPs, but were also the first defenseman lineman, defensive lineman to obtain the award. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP. I didn't think See, defense would win it. I knew he he had an MVP. I just didn't think it was the year Dorsett and Stavik. Two so more questions or one more? Two more questions. Current floor. Skyler and Kyle both have four. Alex sits alone at one. Damn. Let's go. Alright, this one, some people might know. I'm not sure how hard this one was because I seem to have remembered it. Um, what did running back Thurman Thomas lose just before the start of the game, causing him to miss the Bills' opening play? <laughs> his mouthpiece, his right cleat, his helmet, or his jersey? His helmet. His helmet. His helmet. Everyone gets a point. Skyler knew that one. I could tell by his laugh. She didn't have answered first. She let Kyle go first because now they're still tied. All right, last one. Alex is out of the race. Hopefully, you guys pick different answers for this one. Hmm. During Super Bowl forty-two, a little more recent, between the Patriots and the Giants, what color hoodie did Bill Belichick wear? Red, blue, gray, or black? Blue or gray? You going with gray? Are we locking it in with Greg? No. Lock it in, Kyle. Come on. Ah, man, this is this is a tough one. Because I feel like yeah, Giants. Uh, I believe that was against Giants. the Giants, yes. Ooh, Super Bowl forty two versus Eli Manning. Wait, which 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 Giants? Oh seven or eleven? Whatever Super Bowl forty two was, I don't have the exact Forty two, twenty three years ago, so it's oh seven. Okay. The math on that is completely wrong. Do you guys want to say the answer at the same time? So we have two different answers, hopefully. Can we put our answers in? Okay. 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 Go, I still don't now, know. Yet. You want to count down to three, two, one? Yeah. When they're ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. No. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'm not ready. Not ready? Think about this one. Skyler. Not ready. Tell me when you're ready. I'm trying to picture it, but I I have so many pictures in my head of him in different hoodies for different exactly. Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. And he's been to a lot of them. You can't, you can't like keep track. And no, nine of them. Okay. I'm ready when right, you go. Right. Alex, come down. Three, two, one. Gray. You said on go. All right. What's your All right. What? Mine was blue. Unfortunately, there can only be one winner. And it is actually neither of you, so we have a tie. Oh! The answer, the answer was red. What? This was the first and only time Bill Belichick has ever worn a red cutoff hoodie in a I game. I photo proof of this. Look it up. I looked it up. He's 0-1 wearing cutoff red hoodies in games. He's never worn it again, and he never wore it before. Brett, we're going to need a tiebreaker. We need a tiebreaker, Brett. We need a tiebreaker? All right. Uh, let me, let me Give me a second. Bill Belichick in a red hoodie. Alex, you can help me if you want to. Look something up. That's probably why we haven't seen it because he. I believe they. I believe lost. they lost that game. <laughs> yeah, he's never beaten the Giants. Yeah. Oh my God! It was a red cutoff. Yeah, I, it looks this? weird. If you guys look it up at home, if That's you're still weird. listening, check it out. It just doesn't look right. I have horrible connection down here. Um. Use my phone. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, Alex is gonna find something for me real quick. <laughs> Do I have any extra questions? I don't Please. believe I do. Look at this imposter. All right, let me read this real quick. That's a good wow. one. Sean's in San Jose. Sean is not sick. 
He's playing beer pong. Do we even put his audio bit in here now? All right. All right, here we go, boys. Here we go. All right. Super Bowl 50. 2016, which I believe was hosted in Santa Clara, yeah. if I'm correct, 2016. Mm-hmm. What was the average cost of a ticket to attend that game? 4500 4700 5100 or 5300 45 51 God damn it. Oh, it was 4700 <laughs> Pickable super or a side side stud. Can you hear exact answer? No uh, closest. Uh, yeah. what do you mean? Can't closest? do exact closest. Can't do closest. A B C D. Yeah. It's unfortunately doesn't work like that. We will. Jeez, it's taking four. And you, you guys want to go, Rochambeau? No, no, okay, we gotta get a question. That's true. That's true. All right, Alex, my assistant, you got one right. After the sports broadcast, I'm on my feet right now. I, I usually don't get up on my feet. I'm not. There you go. This guy's sitting down. He kind of forgot to stand. All right. Kirsten <laughs> Loman. Here you go, baby. All right. The Lombardi Trophy. Yep. The Duke football. The football part of it is 55 centimeters through the middle. How far is it around in centimeters? Wait, the football? Yeah, football. the football. So it's 55 cent- centimeters in what? Through the middle. Wait, so that means like... Like, like point to point? Uh, Probably, yeah. No, I think like if you take like right through the middle of it, like if you're holding it like this way, it's 55 this way. Okay. How long is it this way? Like long wise. So answer choices, 69, I know, 71, 73, and 75. Yes, <laughs> 73. 71. We do have a winner. Yeah! Kyle! Seventy-one centimeters around the end. That is one big trophy, and we have one big Let's winner. Go. Kyle Bautista. Alec, thank you for the help at the end there. Kyle is the host again. Kyle, <laughs> Next week. Let's go. Panda Express. One and all, baby. Me and Kyle both undefeated. Hey, Kyle. I went two. Oh, Kyle, two. I went two. Let's go. Kyle owned two. Alex shot one right today. That's oh, pretty impressive. That's a good, that was a good trivia. Oh. <laughs> I'm a winner, man. Skyler, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't think it'd take that long. How about you uh, got some football questions? This man. was football no, questions. Super Bowl trivia. It's literally about a football. <laughs> yeah, right. and the losing question all was right, really all right, a football. All right, let's do our bets and get out of here. Okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Uh, so keeping on my good roll, I was actually right on my layup. I had Cleveland Cavaliers being uh, Detroit by at least three. I think they won that game by 20 or something like that. So I was chilling with there. Uh, Brett had the Jays aren't done. What Steven is- Matz. Oh, Steven yeah, Matz was quite, I believe, Steven the day Mats. after. Not a huge acquisition, but a solid starter. That is something Counted. for sure. Skyler had Utah minus 11 versus the Knicks. When we checked it at uh, last episode... Yeah. While the game was going on, the Nets were like, or the Knicks were up by like 15 or whatever. Jazz ended up coming back and winning that game. The Jazz are extremely hot right now. Uh, the back came to pick for this. And Alex had Magic minus one. I don't know what game Against that was. Sacramento. Against Sacramento. And Magic lost by 20. <laughs> well, you better against Sacramento? That's, those are your boys. My boys. Sorry, yeah. man. Let's go to this week where I got this National Anthem. <laughs> Been under two minutes for the Super Bowl. 
Little prop bet. Uh, I forget who the name of the person is who's singing it, but she has a history of being under two minutes. And how did it homework? So, I'm taking the under. Mine is going to be Mike Evans scores the first touchdown of the Super Bowl. You guys know my theory. Tampa Bay wins the coin toss, goes down, scores on the first drive. Is it head to tail? Oh, I can't tell you. Wait, what is no, it? No, yeah, yeah, I think more like Kansas sorry, City. Sorry, wins. Kansas City wins mm-hmm. the toss, and Tampa Bay gets well, the ball first. Well, that's all you Well, I'm changing my prediction. Oh, okay. They're not going to take the ball. It's all right. <laughs> Thinking about it now, this isn't as guaranteed as I thought it was going to be. A lot of good position players, but my layup of the week is going to be a quarterback, whether it be Tom Brady or, in my opinion, will be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, ball. Will win the Super Bowl. MVP. Chad Henney. Chad. If Chad Henney comes in and wins the Super Bowl MVP, power to him. Versus Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> that would be quite the matchup. <laughs> All right, my lip is uh, Brady Whoa. over a half rushing yard. He's averaged three yards in the Super Bowl rushing, okay? And he can do it this time. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Alex very passionate. Let's go, Brady. All right, let's go to uh, our bowl predictions. I went two for two this week. I think this is the first week that's happened. I'm very proud to say that. Or I'm not proud to say it's the first time, but I'm proud to say I went two for two this week. I said the Pelicans were going to beat the Bucks on Friday, and they did. They did. They did. Uh, Skeller got his wrong. He had Mikhail Bridges scoring 30 versus uh, the Warriors. That didn't happen. He had a decent game. He had 20. Yeah. I mean, that's not, not 30, though. So Brett had Bauer finally signs. That didn't happen. And Alex had his right. Philadelphia did end up beating the Lakers off and of the and Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris game winner. I feel like you should have said that instead of Joel Embiid, even though he Embiid had a game. MVP. MVP. Uh, but going to this week, I'm going with another one of these bets. I got the Gatorade color is orange. That's my bet of the week. Odds are plus 800, I believe. I don't know what they are currently, but as of earlier, they were <laughs> plus 800. That's what I'm going with. Mine is going to be Patrick Mahomes turns the ball over three times in the Super Bowl. All right, so I had A.B. scoring the first touchdown in the Super Bowl, but Alex mentioned earlier, A.B. is actually listed as doubtful. He's uncertain. Uncertain. So I'm going to change that just in case. I'm going to go with Scotty Miller, the fastest player on the field, scoring the first touchdown of the Super Bowl. All right, well, I'm going to have my prediction. Brady to Gronk, touchdown, game winner. Okay. Yeah. Let's do our MVPs for the Super Bowl and let's get out of here. All right. The first off, it's been a really fun NFL season for us to go through this year. Yes. Uh, 21 we weeks. Yeah, 21 weeks. 21st episode. Yeah, 21 episodes. That's how we know. My Super Bowl MVP <laughs> is Tom Brady. All right. I'm going to get a little bold with you guys. I think Brady's going to have a great game, but he's been turning the ball over too much. Uh-huh. I'm going with JPP, Jason Pierre Piol. Jason, Pierre Paul. There we go. Super Bowl MVP. He's going to get two plus sacks, force a fumble, maybe even score a touchdown. That's my MVP. I'm going with the GOAT, but of the baby variety, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. Tom Brady, another one. Another Super Bowl MVP is coming. All right. All righty. Go boo, baby. We'll be back next Tuesday. Yeah. For our reactions from Super Bowl 55. Yeah, and maybe look, an early look into the offseason and probably some more talk about uh, <laughs> basketball and some baseball things. You know, maybe Deshaun Watson will be a Raider by yeah, that time. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs>